0: a really bad day at work last week. I had to deal with one annoyed customer after another and towards the end of my shift, I was absolutely broken. Do you ever have one of those days? It does happen sometimes, especially when it comes to me. I'm sure you've also noticed the fact quite a lot of people are angrier than usual this year. In fact, occasionally I am amongst those people myself. I keep hearing left and right how 2020 has been a really difficult year for everyone. It's actually a little funny thinking about how once upon a time 2016 was the bad year as that's when the Brexit campaign, the Trump election and a bunch of celebrity deaths happened. Well, move on over 2016, 2020 is the bad guy now. I don't think I've ever seen a year that's so globally despised. And there is a reason for it, of course. Coronavirus. Everyone has lost something this year whether it's money, holiday time, or maybe even family and friends. Reducements are happening left and right. Flights are cancelled every day. People are banned from entering certain countries. And we don't know when it all will end. No wonder so many people are depressed. According to the Time magazine, we are headed into a period of Great Global Depression, which is why it's more important than ever to talk about such things. Growing up in Estonia, depression wasn't really something that was mentioned. It was a taboo, something people didn't really want to talk about. Depression was like a system error that frequently happens but never gets officially reported. So when it hits me for the first time in my late twenties, I was completely unprepared. And it took me quite some time to realize that I wasn't just having a bad day or being sad for even a week or a month. I was actually depressed. I was in a job I hated. I was working as a room attendant in a hotel. Which is one of the most difficult jobs you can have. Not only do you have to clean after people day after day, but the job itself makes you feel worthless. In fact, you would be surprised by how smart room attendants can actually be. I myself have a bachelor's degree, but one of my previous colleagues has a PhD. However, Despite all that education, being in that shop already weighs you down because of the way other people perceive you. Whether it's the guests or the people working above you, whenever you put on that uniform, you feel underestimated, even invisible. To make it worse, I was constantly reminded that I was wasting my potential. You have a university degree," they said. "Why are you cleaning rooms?" It got so bad I stopped mentioning what I exactly did and simply stated I worked in a hotel. However, any time I opened the news, I was constantly reminded of how people 10 years younger than me were super successful such as Martin Garrix or Billie Eilish. They are just some of the examples of young people that have achieved amazing things early in life. However, even though they are amazing and talented, the fact that we haven't done nearly as much at an older age can really weigh us down sometimes. Or it did me, at least. For the longest time, I felt that certain things were just unattainable for me, whether it was a great job or a relationship. I felt that somehow I wasn't good enough to get them. That's really the only way I can explain staying in that job for three years. It was fine at first, but after more than a year or so, My depression got so bad, it was affecting my life. On some days, I would feel so down, both physically and emotionally, that I only had enough energy to climb into my bed. I didn't even cook anymore. More and more often, I left work very angry, whether it was at the customers or the people that I worked with. Lucky for me, though, There was a cinema across the street from work, and I have a membership with them that allows me to see any 2D films as much as I want. Anytime I had a bad day, I went to the cinema. And each and every time, I felt at least a little better after I came out. The cinema became like my second home. It became a place where I could enter into new worlds. I, of course, regularly encountered other art forms as well. I read, watched TV shows, listened to music. And yet, I can safely say that throughout those three years, what really carried me through were movies. I'm tired of some people saying that movies, along with TV shows, books, and other forms of entertainment are a waste of time. Some say that such escapism takes our focus away from where it needs to be and makes us forget to actually live our lives. Escapism essentially means seeking distraction or relief from unpleasant realities, and in certain cases it can be problematic. Let's say, for example, that you are playing computer games all day and you don't pay any attention to your family members, friends or responsibilities. I don't condone that. I do think escapism in its extreme forms is not healthy at all. But in certain doses, it can be. Believe me, after an exhausting day at work, there's nothing better than sitting down to watch a good movie that makes you laugh, smile, maybe even cry, and makes you forget your problems for at least a little bit. As Lady Gaga said, we need fantasy to survive reality. And there is no other form of art that offers the kind of escapism that movies do. They can not only immerse you in visually seeable locations, but also show you interesting people, amazing music, and wonderfully written dialogue. It's a combination of all sorts of magnificent things. If art and music can be used for therapy, then even more so can movies. If you ask me, anyone who is feeling down, should take a little time and watch a good movie. But what movie, you may ask? There are so many of them. How will I know which one to choose? How will I know which one in particular will make me feel better? That's a good question and a bit of a tricky one too because the answer may not necessarily be the same for everyone. It's a bit of a trial and error process. For example, when you ask Google about positive movies, it gives you a list of tried and tested feel-good films. Like La La Land, Legally Blonde, Pitch Perfect, The Pursuits of Happiness, Mamma Mia, and so forth. And these are just some of the titles that frequently appear in such lists. Some of them, especially Legally Blonde of course, do work for me as well. I love pretty much anything with Reese Witherspoon in it. But even though I did like La La Land, it doesn't necessarily make me happy. Especially since, spoiler alert, the two main characters don't end up together. It varies a lot from person to person and has quite a lot to do with personal taste as well. The movies that make me feel happy may not have the same effect on you, and vice versa. It's really all about starting to watch and figuring out what you like. For example, when I was still working in my hotel, one of the movies I kept on going back to was made in Manhattan. Considering that it talks about Marisa Ventura, a maid that falls in love with a wealthy politician, I think it's quite understandable why it was close to my heart. I also felt that to a certain degree that movie understood me. As it was talking about people just like me. People working in hospitality, slaving away day by day without getting recognition or much else in return. It also featured a main character that didn't think she was good enough to get a promotion, even though she worked her butt off every single day. In her job, she not only felt invisible, she actually became it. There is also one particular scene in that movie That made me cry at the time. And probably still does a little. Because it very accurately sums up what it's like to work in service. It goes like this. To serve people takes dignity and intelligence. But remember, they are only people with money. And although we serve them, We are not their servants. What we do, Miss Ventura, does not define who we are. What defines us is how well we rise after falling. What a beautiful quote. I know Made in Manhattan is a silly movie, really, featuring Jennifer Lopez, who's not a very good actress. But it was my feel-good film, and still is. It means something to me. This relatability aspect is also why I like The Shape of Water. It talks about Eliza Esposito, a cleaning lady that works in a research facility. She not only has a difficult job, but is also unable to speak. And due to those two factors alone, she's underestimated by a lot of people. Especially the villain of the movie. When a creature goes missing, the villain in charge of the operation only interviews Eliza and her fellow cleaners because it's procedure, nothing else. Midway through the interview, he realizes it's a pointless task and says, What am I doing interviewing the help, the shit cleaners, the piss swipers? That one quote sums up how he sees Eliza and the rest of her colleagues. They are not important enough, not capable enough, not smart enough. It's actually quite funny when in the end the villain is proven wrong and it's revealed that it was Eliza who stole the creature. Of course, The Shape of Water is not nearly as carefree or happy as Made in Manhattan is. In certain parts, the movie can actually be very dark. However, I don't need a film to be overly positive for it to make me happy. In fact, sometimes when it is too positive and sugarcoated and unrealistic, like any Hallmark Christmas movies, it actually somewhat pisses me off. You could be surprised by what movies sometimes make me feel better. Like the Twilight movies for one. Don't get me wrong, I'm not a fan. I am very far from being a fan. And yet, for some odd and mystical reason, I have seen every single movie from that franchise. I suppose there is a certain allure or guilty pleasure when it comes to that series. Or it may also have to do with the fact that the silliness of it just makes me laugh every time. I mean, it's got vampires that shine in the sun, werewolves that fall in love with babies, and a main character whose only weakness is constantly stumbling over herself. It's the sort of easy, carefree entertainment that we all need sometimes. I mean, sure, I am a fan of Nolan and the genre of complex movies he represents. But sometimes I also need to let my brain and my emotions take a little break. Twilight offers me that. Certain films, however, are just a little too much especially when you feel down. Films like 12 Years a Slave and The Pianist, for example, are films so heavy you can only really watch them once. Or perhaps there are films that you just don't want to watch twice for one reason or another. Green Lantern is like that for me. And it's probably the worst superhero movie I've seen. It's so bad, in fact, that it makes Ryan Reynolds feel down till this very day. Poor Ryan. I do think the films that cheer me up are the ones that I can relate to. It's not just Made in Manhattan or The Shape of Water, but, for example, also the Bridget Jones movies. If I had to choose any leading lady in a film that resembles me the most, It's gotta be her. And not only because she is in her 30s when the story starts. She also navigates the job market and the romantic scene unlike anyone else before her. In fact, quite a lot of things such as finding a steady romantic partner, having a baby and having a career happen to her pretty late in life. At the same time, She also stumbles through a number of bumps along the way, being cheated on, losing a job, getting arrested. And yet, throughout it all, she manages to keep her head high. When she shows up to a formal event in a bunny outfit and realizes it wasn't a costume party, she simply walks in and deals with it. When she ends up in a Thai prison, she actually befriends a bunch of girls and teaches them how to sing Madonnas like a virgin. She's not perfect. In fact, at times, far from it. But she's so relatable and therefore so lovable to me. Watching those movies makes me feel like it's okay that I, for example, am in my 30s and unmarried or that I don't necessarily live up to other people's expectations. And I also love the fact that Bridget is simply hilarious, without always meaning to be so. She absolutely cannot cook, yet tries regardless, is, as Mark Darcy puts it, an appallingly bad public speaker, and is also a terrible singer. She makes plenty of mistakes, but learns from them and becomes a better person in the process. Bridget makes life work for her in her own way. And that's what I intend to do as well. Besides Bridget Jones, I also really love Tula Portokalos from My Big Fat Greek Wedding. She starts the movie feeling bad about herself and hiding behind a pair of huge glasses. And of course, she's also an unmarried woman in her 30s at the start of the story. One day, however, she decides to put herself out there and take some computer classes in her local college. In the process, she changes her own appearance, finds her future husband and changes her family forever. Of course, the movie also features the very handsome John Corbett, which definitely makes it more appealing. However, it's not only a really hilarious and heartwarming story, but also quite realistic as well. There are a number of other films that also make me feel happier. Penelope which talks about a girl with a pig's nose that finds her true love. Julie and Julia, which talks about two women who find joy and solace in cooking. Dumplin', which talks about a girl that challenges the norms of beauty and romance. The Harry Potter movies, the Lord of the Rings movies. There are so many choices, really. All you need to do is choose and push the button. When it comes to depression, it's important to remember that it's not our fault that we have it. It wasn't our choice. However, it doesn't mean that we just have to sit down and take it. We can do something about it. As Dorothy Rowe once said, Depression is a prison where you are both the suffering prisoner and the cruel jailer. Give yourself the keys. Take a little time to enter another world. And you could be surprised by what happens. You've been listening to an episode of The Perks of Being a Movie Buff. Be sure to also check out the upcoming episode next Monday where I discuss actors and actresses that I love. New episodes will be released every Monday and you can listen to them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcast apps. Meanwhile, feel free to follow the podcast on the social media. It's Perks Buff on Twitter, of a Movie Buff on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, keep watching great movies.